This is an Alert USA Threat Journal, Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, July 17, 2021. This week in security news, twice this week, Alert USA subscribers were notified via SMS messages to their mobile devices regarding safety and security matters, most important for this report. On Tuesday, Alert USA subscribers were notified of a security alert issued by the U.S. Embassy in Pretoria, South Africa, warning of civil unrest and violence across Durban, Pietermaritzburg, Johannesburg, and Pretoria. The violence and looting was triggered by the arrest and jailing of former South African President Jacob Zuma earlier this month. On June 29th, South Africa's Constitutional Court found Zuma in contempt for violating its order to appear before a judicial panel that's investigating allegations of corruption during his nine years in office. Most of the rioting and looting has been concentrated in Zuma's home province of KwaZulu-Natal and Gauteng, where South Africa's economic capital Johannesburg and political capital Pretoria are located. Mobs have targeted more than 800 shops, malls, factories, and warehouses, many of them in impoverished townships where residents have been hit hard by three brutal waves of COVID-19 infections and government-imposed lockdowns. In response to the unrest, on Wednesday, South Africa's defense minister told Parliament she had submitted a request for approximately 25,000 troops, which is one of South Africa's largest deployments since the end of white-majority rule. On Thursday, thousands of South African troops began taking up positions across the impacted area to help quell the violence and bring an end to the looting. As of Friday evening, at least 117 people had been killed in the unrest. The deployment of the military comes after President Cyril Ramposa told political leaders that parts of the country may soon be running short of basic provisions following disruptions to key supply chains. The State Department estimates there are more than 100,000 Americans currently in South Africa for business, school, and leisure travel. The U.S. Embassy is urging American citizens in the country to avoid all non-essential movement within the affected areas and to maintain a low profile. Next up, in public health news, As of the time of this report's preparation Friday evening, Johns Hopkins University reports there have been just over 608,000 deaths in the U.S. officially attributed to the SARS-CoV-2 virus. According to the CDC and the Assistant Secretary of Preparedness and Response, total new deaths in the U.S. over the last seven days were up to 1,478, which is an increase of more than 26% from the previous seven-day period. In Canada, active case numbers have been holding steady across the country, with most new cases now found in Ontario and Quebec. Restrictions barring all non-essential trips between Canada and the United States, including tourism, will remain in place until at least July 21st. On Thursday of this week, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said Canada could start allowing fully vaccinated Americans back into the country as of mid-August for non-essential travel. He said Canada should be in a position to welcome fully vaccinated travelers from all countries by early September. In Latin America and the Caribbean, Brazil continues to lead the world in the daily average number of new infections and deaths being reported, accounting for one in every six deaths reported worldwide each day. Countries in the region reporting the most deaths from the virus are Brazil, Colombia, Argentina, Mexico, and Peru. In Europe, while many EU nations have reopened for business and are accepting travelers from the U.S., the continent is a patchwork of different rules and regulations. As an example, on Friday of this week, the government of Greece announced new restrictions limiting service at indoor restaurants, bars, and cafes to only those who are fully vaccinated against COVID-19. Also this week, the European Center for Disease Prevention has now put the Netherlands, Spain, Portugal, Luxembourg, Cyprus, Greece, and Denmark in its list of code red or high-risk countries due to the high number of coronavirus infections. 
In travel security news, listeners are reminded that the federal mask mandate on public transportation remains in force for everyone, vaccinated or not, including on buses, trains, airplanes, and in stations and airports. Additionally, the CDC still requires all air passengers entering the United States, including U.S. citizens and legal permanent residents, to present a negative COVID-19 test taken within three calendar days of departure or proof of recovery from the virus within the last 90 days. If you are planning travel abroad this summer, regardless of the destination, Alert USA strongly recommends checking out the U.S. State Department's travel website as well as that of the CDC for safety, security, and health considerations. In addition to U.S. government travel guidance, Alert USA also regularly recommends taking a few minutes to visit the equivalent websites of the Canadian, Australian, and British governments to see the travel guidance that those nations are providing to their citizens as threats, assessments, and travel restrictions can and do vary. You can find more on each of these stories in the latest issue of the Threat Journal email newsletter. If you are not already a subscriber, simply visit ThreatJournal.com and sign up today. The publication is free, and a copy of this week's issue will be immediately sent to you via email. If you would like to receive breaking threat and incident alerts on your mobile device, visit AlertsUSA.com. AlertsUSA continues to monitor the overall domestic and international threat environment and will immediately notify service subscribers via SMS messages and email of new alerts, warnings and advisories, or any other factors would signal a change in the overall threat picture for American citizens as events warrant. This has been an Alert USA Threat Journal, Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, July 17th, 2021.